Hey, Cam, how's it going, man? I am doing good, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing great. It's good. Saturday morning. Indeed. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, sir. Happy Halloween to you. Are you dressing up? No. I haven't dressed up in... I can't remember how long it's been since I've dressed up. <laughs> well, I haven't dressed up since Wednesday, so... Since Wednesday? All right. Well, that's cool. Yes. I had a... Uh, we had a, a Halloween party at youth group, and so I was Batman, but... Hmm. My outfit was a two and a half foot by one foot tall Batman logo pinata mm-hmm. and some black fabric for a cape. And so it was like Flava Flav meets Batman, really, because I had this giant thing hanging from my neck. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was funny, but it was quite cumbersome to carry around all night. Do you have pictures we can put in the show notes? Uh no, I don't. I have pictures of of the students and the other leaders but not myself see i'm always behind the camera mitch oh right on yeah that's smart one so we had we have we have three this i'll I'll stop after this but we have we have three uh college girls that help um uh, at youth group and you've seen toy story right yeah you remember the toy toy soldiers Mm -hmm. little green army men yeah the three of them all dressed up as the three as three army men from toy story and it was probably one of the best costume combos I've ever seen. Like they had binoculars, yeah. they had like little walkie talkies, they had like boards for their feet, so they had to waddle like they were actual army men. Like the commitment <laughs> was the commitment was hundred percent. It was nice. It was super funny. Well done. So but yes, happy yeah. Halloween. And do you I mean you obviously you observe Halloween, you know, not all Christians do. Uh, I observe, I observe the fun of it. Yeah. Like I don't see the harm in wearing silly costumes and getting candy. Now this year, not getting candy for me or my child because, you know, for obvious reasons, but yeah, like for, for the fun side of it, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Wear Mm -hmm. a silly costume, have some fun, Bob for apples, whatever, like, you know, enjoy the fact that everyone decides today is the one day it's okay for everyone to dress silly. Cause if I Mm -hmm. did it on. I don't know, November 5th, everyone would think I was a wacko. Yeah. But it's okay on this one day. So just embrace it. Yeah. Now, all the other stuff that, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, you can, you can really go down a rabbit hole as far as, uh, as far as like how it got started and all the, 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 and you can do the same thing with Christmas, though, and it. all of the, yeah. the historical ties that Christmas has to like old school Yule stuff and all of the pagan mm-hmm. things tied to that. So it's just like, you know, yeah. what? And and I've ever. gone to churches and I've been with ministries that, that, uh, that did, that did that, you know? And so I don't know, I don't really do much myself, but I don't really, I don't think badly of anybody who does. It's just, I just don't, it's just not me. It's not what I do, but I usually when uh, when okay. work wants to do a costume contest and they try and shame me for not dressing up, I usually tell them I am dressed up. I'm dressed up like me. The best costume ever. <laughs> <laughs> Can't buy it in stores. One of a kind. Right. I never win the costume contest, oddly, but um, I've got some car play follow up for you. Tell me. So, um, the week that you were off, 
uh, I talked a little bit about my experience with CarPlay. And one of my frustrations with CarPlay is that uh, you remember that it has that little um, like tiled interface. You know, you can go to this little tiled mm-hmm. interface where it has a little map and, you know, and then it's got like three little sections off to the side. Well, the it drive me crazy that the bottom uh, tile on the right hand side was your calendar. Why do I need a calendar while I'm driving? I mean, I guess I can understand somebody <laughs> who might have a, appointments or um, or something like that. I, I see that there may be people that would find it useful. I don't find it useful. I I actually find it more useful to have, like, when the calendar's not there. Like, at the end of the day, I was noticing that that calendar would disappear, and the other two tiles would get larger. So um, what's in those other two tiles on the right-hand side is the top one is your directions, your turn-by-turn directions. And the, and the middle one is your audio player. So you have access right away to, you know, if you're look, listening, like when I'm driving home from work, I'm usually listening to a book on Audible or I'm listening to Overcast or something like that, where I'll have that little player off to the side and I can pause and, you know, do whatever I want. But when that, when there's three things on the right side, all you have is the album artwork, a play pause button, and then a skip ahead button. That's all that's there. So there's no real information there. I mean, you do have controls, but you don't have any real information. But when they expand into a lar- the larger tile, there's actually a little progress bar. So you can see, you know, how far through the audio you are. And then you have a skip forward and skip backwards buttons and your play pause button. So there's more stuff in the tile to interact with if you need to. So... I was racking my brain. How do I hack this to make this so that the calendar never shows up? Well, there's nothing, there's no settings that you can change. There's, there's nothing to change that. You have no control over that. So I did something that fixed it. I use Fantastical for my calendar. I don't, I don't use the Apple calendar app. So I went into the Apple calendar app and I unchecked all of the calendars that I have in, in, uh, the calendar app so that there's no calendar showing in the calendar app. Well, it took a day or two to update, um, because I there must be some kind of like it, it, uh, caches like your next day or two in CarPlay or something like that. There's, there's gotta be something because it, they showed up for the next day or two after that. I haven't seen the calendar in that interface since. So if there's anybody out oh. there that's frustrated with that as I am, that's the hack around for it. Is just use a different calendar app and then just wipe out, just uncheck all your calendars so you don't see any calendars in, uh, in the Apple calendar app. That's clever, first of all. Uh, I don't want to skip over that. But why, a day or two, just that seems odd. And maybe CarPlay just doesn't, it only updates on a set. But, I mean, you use your car. Mm-hmm. every day most of the time right that's just yeah. the delay is odd to me i just think the they must be great they, but they must the be caching it to to just make it make the data transfer and stuff a little bit easier or something i don't know yeah there's a reason i'm sure but but now mm-hmm. after a day or a day or two of uh having all those calendars unchecked i haven't seen a calendar appointment in there since so now if i could just figure out how to get rid of the stupid phone icon with uh oh you have recent phone calls that you've missed thing i i would love that but 
because that's sitting on my home screen. And you can go into the phone app on CarPlay and actually look at your recents and look at your your voice calls or your voicemails and listen to your voicemails. But that little red dot never disappears. So, excuse me. So, now if I can that get, fix me. that, it would never be okay. Oh, it's driving me yeah. crazy. And there's a little dock on the left-hand yeah, side yeah. that shows, like, your navigation app and then your music app and then the most recent other app that you used. And the phone app happens to be the most recent other app that I've used. So that stupid little green icon that I never have visible on my phone, by the way, um, is sitting because I never call anybody. Who cares? Um, but that little green icon is sitting over to the side with a little red dot up in the corner. It's driving me up a wall. So I guess maybe I have to go into the the settings app to put the settings thing back up here. I don't know. Am I opinionated? Yeah, we bit. <laughs> it's a good so, thing you have a microphone then yeah you know what that's what makes our show fun we have opinions indeed so can i talk to you about light mode and dark mode for a second sure can so i don't know about you but i've i've had dark mode on permanently since it became an option so pretty know, much me too yeah over a year and uh i was playing you know with my home screens and my widgets and you know background colors and you know wallpapers and this that and the other thing and then just for some reason like i don't know last weekend it's like i wonder what it would look like if i turned a light mode on i just had like that you know i i haven't had it turned on in over a year and i turned it on and i was like blown away i was like oh this is what it's supposed to look like like it, it was like i had a brand new phone in my hands because i hadn't i had completely forgotten what non-dark mode ios looked like what an iphone felt like what app icons looked like like what app interfaces look like what safari's interface looked like when it was not in dark mode and so i turned light mode on and i spent like legit like an hour just opening everything and scrolling through my whole phone and trying to see how much of a difference light mode made versus dark mode and my widgets and I, so i've had it turned on for the last week and i feel like i have like a brand new phone and i know it's something silly right it's just light mode versus dark mode but i've become so accustomed i mean a full year of just dark mode and nothing else um so I have light mode turned on uh, during the day, and then I have it when the sun sets, it auto flips to dark mode for nighttime. Um, but man, for whatever it's worth, I'm loving having light mode on during the day because it just, it everything is brighter and fresher. And the contrast, for whatever reason, like when I read stuff in dark mode, like if I'm reading sports articles or, you know, uh, something on the internet in dark mode, and the website supports it. So, you know, black background with white text on it. I'll like, if I'm reading for more than a couple of minutes and I turn my phone off, I can still see the white lines like in my, like burned into my retinas, which is not great. Um, but if I'm reading with a white background and black text, that doesn't happen. So it's actually really, I think it's helping me in that regard, uh, you know, perhaps not go blind just yet. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say about it was I rediscovered light mode and I think it's wonderful and enjoyable. So so occasionally I do that or I'll, I'll flip, even if it's just an app 
from dark mode to light mode or something like that. My experience is it feels like somebody's scraping sandpaper on my eyes. Like <laughs> that light just hits my eyes and I, oh, I can't handle it. How bright do you have your, your display on though? I keep my display pretty low. I, that might be part of it, but like my screen, unless I'm outside in bright sunlight, my screen never goes past 40% brightness. There's a way to switch that. Because yeah, you're right. If it's if it's cranked, it like it hurts, right? But yeah, mine's mine's usually around like thirty or forty percent brightness, unless I'm outside. And then at nighttime, obviously, I I just have it like all the way down. So that's not terrible. I'm looking at settings. That's not terrible, but I think I still prefer it in dark mode. That's fine. You're allowed to have your opinion. I just was curious because you said sandpaper on the eyeballs. I was like, well, that's a bit aggressive. Uh, well, <laughs> that doesn't feel good. It might be that it was later at night that I was doing that too. Yeah. And I, like I said, mine, mine flips to dark mode at sunset. And now sunset is like, you know, 545. So, and we have daylight savings tonight. So I think that means we, oh, weird. We fall, we fall back an hour, whichever, whatever that, I always forget. Do we gain an hour of sleep tonight or do we lose one? We gain one, right? Uh, fall back. Yeah, we gain an hour. Oh, best night of the year, man. A free extra mm. hour of sleep. Let's go. Dude, that's that's weird seeing uh, Fantastical with a white background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it took me a minute to get used to it, but I, but then I, it's, I quite enjoy light mode. Then it's dark mode inside the app. So I'm well, sure there's a setting that's, that I can yeah, yeah, that's a setting inside the app that you can change. I have it just... Um, yeah. But I, I also, uh, I got one of Federico's um, shortcuts, which I can, uh, if, if I remember, Mitch, help me remember, we can put a link to it in the show notes. It's called Wall Creator, and it's a shortcut that figures out what device it's running on and then generates background wallpapers specific for that device. And you can do random colors, random gradients, random direction of gradients, or you can input hex values. Um, and so I just do the random generator. And so like I have um, this really nice like blue to green um, gradient and I have a bunch of them saved and I just like change hmm. them each day. And it's just nice to have that really subtle gradient of color to help the icons and the widgets kind of pop and look lovely. So we can put a link to that in the show notes. It's a free shortcut that he, you know, he always provides incredible um, shortcuts and I'm, I'm halfway through his review that's a bit of follow-up too i've been working on mm -hmm. it for the past week and i'm only halfway through it well it's like it's, 600 pages isn't it it's or well five it's, or 600 it's 23 pages. web pages whatever that's yeah. equivalent to in, in printable pages but yeah it's it's a uh it's an endeavor but well i'll it's, i'll it's i'll give you some follow-up on that too is you know i did go up to mac stories and throw five dollars at them and downloaded that stuff so oh did you get so the tips and tricks book too? Yeah, I I downloaded everything and including the wallpapers and everything too. So I used to be a, I used to be a Club Max Stories member. Right now I'm a Relay FM member with that five dollars. I kind of go back and forth between the two of them. You mm -hmm. know, I'll do like six months here and then I'll do six months there. And and I mean, it's funny is my Relay FM membership is for connected, so he's getting my money either way because he's one of the hosts of that show. <laughs> and see, yeah. I uh, I'm a upgraded Plus member because ah, you're you're a Snell and Hurley guy. Yeah, I like that show. I like both the shows. They both they're both of the shows are amazing, but they're but they're good in their own ways. Yeah. So, do you listen to Cortex at all? No, I I did, but I haven't in a long time. Connected and Cortex are my two favorite relay shows. 
Yeah. I'm actually, I got into podcasting or listening to podcasts um, with the Twit uh, network. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually on the verge of saying, uh, the only one I listen to anymore is MacBreak Weekly. And I'm almost on the verge of not listening to that one anymore. Because just borderlining on it. I like Andy, though. Yeah, Andy Nako's fun. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's one one of those that I've listened to since the day I started listening to podcasts. So it's a little hard for me to give it up. It was hard to give up the This Week in Tech as well. But now that, because I just don't have enough hours in the week. It's not that I have any major issue against them. It's just, I really enjoy the relay shows. And there's a couple other shows I listen to that, that I really enjoy that, you know, it's almost like Mac break kind of is on the, is starting to get on the periphery of the podcast that I enjoy. So, and you've ruined uh accidental tech podcast for me, by the way, too. I don't know if I've told you that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I think we talked off the air about that one. Eyes. So yeah, I think we, uh, we talked off the air about that one, but yeah, I still enjoy it, but I've, I noticed your, uh, your issues with it and now they bug me a little bit more than they did before. So anyway, uh, we were going to talk That's about widgets and home screens today. I don't know where you want to start with this, but, um, but uh, we've I've got uh, some widgets that I'll talk about. I don't know if there's some widgets that you have or some apps that have widgets that you would like to talk about. Sure. I'll let you lead the discussion here because it was your, it was your uh, topic. It was my topic. Well, I yeah, love you... home screens and widgets. Mm-hmm. I uh, I used to write about them on my website, uh, like a year, year and a half ago, because I was mm-hmm. I was I was chasing. This is pre iOS thirteen, so like iOS twelve days. I was chasing peak home screen, Mitch. I was getting there. I had some crazy stuff going on. Um, I think I showed you some of it, some pictures of it, where like I had I had blank app icons, clear ones to push my apps toward the bottom, and mm-hmm. was running shortcuts for everything and all of that. Um, so we can, I'll take some screenshots and we can put, um, you know, pictures of of what I'm running and what, what Mitch is running just for context. So it's easier to, to see, um, as we, uh, as we talk about it, but I, uh, right now I have on my home screen, I've got a smart stack at the top, the medium size widget. So the, the, the Mm -hmm. rectangle that takes up two rows, I've got fantastic hell. And then I've got, um, three shortcut groups uh, four shortcut groups actually um so i've got fantastical the first shortcut group uh controls my lights in my tv through the home app so i've got turn all the lights on turn all the lights off turn all the lights off turn the tv on and open it to youtube tv so it does all that in one which is nice and then i've got one called let's party which turns the lights on fun colors and plays a a selected um, playlist in apple music um, the next stack I've got, um, Mac stories, RSS, um, today's schedule and fantastic how, uh, NPR news hour plays and podcasts. And then I have add a to OmniFocus, but that was there before, uh, the, um, widgets came out. So we'll talk about that in a second. And then I've got one that's all timery controls for a toggle for different selected ones. And again, that was because I had that in there before, um, the widget came out and then I've got um, 
audio controls for Overcast. So I've got a shortcut that plays Overcast, that pauses it, um, that sends the audio to my Sonos speakers in my living room. So I can just tap on that if I'm listening to music or listening to Audible or listening to Overcast. No matter what, I just tap a button and it auto shoots the music to the Sonos speakers. And then I have an Overcast master one, which lets me select podcasts from a list. So I can just tap on that. It shows me a list. I click on it. It plays the latest episode of that show um, all from the home screen. So some of that needs to get cleaned up. I can probably actually get rid of quite a few of those now because of the widgets. Um, I then have a widget smith um, photo album widget, a small one, and it just cycles through my favorites. So every time I, you know, switch to that screen or like every few minutes, there's just a new picture from my favorites, um, which is good. A lot of them are of my daughter, you know, because mm-hmm. she's adorable. So I get to see her when she was like three months old versus, you know, she's almost four now. So I kind of get the, it's just nice to have those memories. Um, and then I have a couple stupid ones of me that make me laugh. Like every once in a while, I'll just be a picture of me like, you know, just making a really stupid face. It makes me chuckle because I'm simple. Um, That's okay. Simple is fine. Yeah. (laughs) Would you have chosen a different word? (laughs) Don't say it, Mitch. I didn't say anything. I wasn't thinking anything. Yeah, sure. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I've got a couple of folders. um, And then I'm running... uh, shortcut icons for the bottom two rows in my dock um that open stuff like uh the photos app uh messages um rome research uh my bible base camp uh ia writer spark camera or the actual uh standard camera app too then like safari i've got a whole listen shortcut where I can tap on it and it's like, do you want to listen to Apple music? Do you want to listen to podcasts? Or do you want to listen to audible? And it's this whole, this whole thing. And then OmniFocus and shortcuts, of course. And then on the second page, I have like a, a dashboard of widgets, um, okay. which is mostly there's the OmniFocus forecast widget, the OmniFocus inbox widget, the new task widget for OmniFocus. Whoa, wait, what? And then uh, OmniFocus has widgets now. Uh, the, the test flight beta does. <sighs> Okay. I told you about this like in previous episodes, bro. The, not the widgets. I've been waiting so patiently for their widgets. Oh, no, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty sure I said I had OmniFocus widgets cuz I was on the test flight. Mm, Just I ask them. You saying that. Okay, I'll have to ask. Just them. ask them. They're nice. I want to be on the test flight. But okay. it's because Sorry. I'm running I'm I'm still running the the beta on my phone for 14.2 but that, the the reason I got on the on the on the uh test flight beta for OmniFocus was because I was running the iOS 14 beta and the the current public build for OmniFocus was breaking and so I sent in a uh like if OmniFocus crashes there's a re- there's like a whole report structure they have built into the app and I sent it in and he replied he's like hey you need to be on the test flight beta if you're running the iOS beta. So here's a link to it, download it and it'll solve your problems. So it was customer support that actually got me on the test flight. It wasn't because I went looking for it, um, which was actually really nice of them because they understood the issue and they solved the problem immediately, which was great. Uh, but then I have, um, I just have a timery um, widget there. Um, and then on uh, my today screen, I've got three carrot weather um, widgets. Uh, today's forecast the hourly forecast and then like the next couple of days forecast which you know this time of year in the part of the country we live mitch it could be snowing one day and 70 the next day this time of year just depends on which way the wind's blowing 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to know I've got my Robinhood investment widget so I can see how my stocks are doing. Uh, a couple timers, Apple News, music, and then batteries. So uh, I'm still I'm still not necessarily content. And even just reviewing this, I can see some some ways to improve uh, to simplify that. Um, but I'm still each day I open like my widgets uh, menu and see like if there's anything new, if there's stuff that I could use that I'm not using. Um, so that's that's where I'm at right now with my widgets and my home screen. Um, I'm like 80% happy with it, but, um, yeah, I can, we can link to some of my old articles on home screens. Cause you, so you can tell, or you, so you can see how ridiculously, uh, I just, I'm super into trying to make this work the best that I can. Also, mm-hmm. I just remembered under my widget Smith as a smart stack too. I've got my activity rings for fitness and then I've got a music, uh, uh, widget as well. So I can see what, you know, I recently played music was. So that's my phone. Um, still looking for improvements. Wish that I could move the app library to not have to be all the way at the right. Hmm. There should be a way to invoke the app library from anywhere on the phone, like swiping up. That would be nice. I suppose you could just swipe down and search, but that's not as nice as just being able to swipe up and tap on an app. Thought for future iOS versions, I guess. Anyways, that's enough about my phone, Mitch. Tell me about your widgets and your home screens. I'm curious. Hold on. I'm joining the OmniFocus test flight. Welcome to the future. Yeah, that was actually insanely easy to do. What do you have to do? Uh, Basically, I just went to their um, test test flight page and just tapped on a link. Apparently it's open to the public. Nice. So that's pretty crazy. I think I've uh I think I've done their test flight before. But start testing. I'm sorry, I'm totally distracted right now. You're good. All right. Let's see, do I have widgets now? You may have to open the app. Sometimes the widgets don't automatically show up. You have to open the app for it to like tell the system that it has widgets. Oh, oh no. I have widgets now. Oh, woohoo. All right. So I'm going to have to play with that later because I will spend the, the whole show playing with this otherwise. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> That's the one app that I've been missing widgets for. Yeah, I was using a, I was uh, previously using a widget pack widget, mm-hmm. uh, which is, Widget Pack is an app that lets you use shortcuts as widgets, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't auto-refresh. Um, you have to run the shortcut every time you want it to refresh in the background, so it was a it was a not great hack to get it to work, and then I've, I got on the test flight, and it's much better. So yeah, enjoy that, Mitch, because you can, they have all sorts of options, right? So like I said, I have Forecast, I have Inbox, and then I have Create New. There's other options you have as well, so have fun it's gonna be good for you yeah i just had to refill my coffee so i saw that's that's quite the uh carafe you have yeah hastings collective i believe it's hastingscollective.com they sell and this is not an ad but they sell some of the coolest uh, carafes really nice carafes on their website so i own three of them 
you have to have a separate one for tea because tea makes everything taste like tea. So, well, and coffee makes everything taste like coffee. They're they're opinionated mm-hmm. beverages, Mitch. Yeah, and I I only have three because the first one I had for coffee I dropped in the church parking lot and broke, so the handle broke off. Not happy about that, but I got a new one. I take this to church with me every Sunday, full of coffee. I, I work in the sound booth, That's, so I can hide it back there with me, and nobody's the wiser. So Yeah, nothing like bringing a giant jug of liquid next to all the expensive electronics. Everything's got a cover. Go wrong? Everything's got a cover. That's my rule. Any beverages in the sound booth have to have a cover. <sighs> Coffee. Kirkland Sumatra, if you're curious. From Costco. Big bag. Mm. I got a huge bag of uh, whole bean coffee from Sumatra. And it's my favorite. So, hmm. All right. Widgets. Um, my my front screen or my front uh, home screen. I've got two home screens. And I have a stack. I, I use stacks a lot, uh, especially for uh, widgets or for apps that have multiple widgets. Because like my top uh, my top widget on my front screen is uh, is carrot weather, and so the one that I always have up here, and I turn of off course. the whole smart rotation. The <laughs> yeah, I turn off the smart rotation because I hate it. Um, but uh, but I always have the weather weather right at the top of the screen. Okay, good way. Um, so, and then when I swipe up, I have the, uh, radar map, which is only available because I, I paid for the, the, uh, the highest tier of their thing, of their subscription. Wait, show me that one more time. You can have a radar map on your widget if you're tier three or whatever. Yep. And it updates pretty, pretty frequently. So, yeah. And when you tap, when you tap it, it actually takes you directly to the radar. So smart. Those carrot, those carrot weather team, like they just they knock they it out have, of the park. Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Um, also in that smart stack, I have I'm really excited about my Nashville trip, which I talked about last episode. So I have a countdown timer for that. So I gotta check in on that every once in a while. Twenty twenty-four days and thirteen hours, if you were curious. <laughs> And I have a widgy widget that I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it in the stack here, but it's just like various information about the about the phone. And I just keep that buried because I don't really find it that useful. So, but Fantastic Al owns my, uh, Fantastic Al and Timery own the, like if you go down to the next, uh, next row, I've got four, I've got two folders and two icons. Next to that, I've got the Fantastical uh, small widget. So, and if you swipe through that, um, there's the the regular time and day with with just a little weather icon in the corner because it was there, and I thought, well, it fills that spot. So, and then if you swipe up, you go to your the day for the day uh, um, events, the events for the day, and then I've got the timery widget in there to show me. You know what? Uh, it has a couple of quick links for uh, timers, and then right now it's showing me the timer that I have running. So, and then I have a little uh, Widget Smith timer or a Widget Smith uh, widget down in the 
left-hand corner at the bottom with just an album that I have that rotates through. So I like that. And then four more um, four more widgets in the corner. I'm sorry, not widgets, uh, icons in the corner. So I don't do a lot of the stuff with the shortcuts that you do. But yeah, and on the second page, it's all about uh, entertainment. So right at the top, I've got, have you used SOAR, S-O-O-R? For your music uh, player um i don't i know federico loves it um i just haven't like i'm i'm you know call me a weirdo i'm content with apple music like just it's inner like i know there's probably tons of better options i'm just so used to it at this point that i haven't mm-hmm. even considered it an alternative but yeah well tell me about i because I plunked down a little bit of money for it. And to be quite honest with you, the interface of SOAR is okay. Like I'm, you know, there's some things that I like better about it, but it, I don't, it's a little bit more customizable. So if you tend to play a lot of playlists or you want to go to your recents a lot or something like that, you can, you can uh, kind of move that stuff up to the top of the list where the music app is pretty opinionated about where you should go for stuff. So it's a little bit, a little bit nicer that way. The reason I download it is I like the widget a lot better, you know, so that, that widget that's right across the top there, I'm sure you've seen it in, um, in, uh, Federico's. Yeah. It's, um, it's, screenshots it's much better looking than the, than yeah, yeah. it's much better looking in the Apple music that, that pink while, you know, a nice color tends to break a lot of like mm-hmm. what I'm going for visually. It's like, ah, sure. yikes. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, whoa. Um, so it's, the SOAR has appealed to me in that way. And then mm-hmm. doesn't it also have like really good like playlist generation or um, I haven't have messed around with specific that. playlists? Yeah, I haven't messed around with like the, the, the mix, the, you know, the mix stuff that they do in there. I think there's one called Mix, mix, mix Match or something like that, that it does. I haven't played around with that. I will tell you that the that the icons that are on the widget, there's a play icon and a skip forward, skip backward. There's uh, access to like the next two items and you're up next. Those are all live links. And I don't know how they're doing it because that's not supposed to be possible. But uh, But you can tap the play button and it plays audio. Um, it does pop the, the app open real quick and then close it right away. I've noticed that when you do that. So there must be like a little workaround that they're, they're using to do that. But somehow they've really ingeniously made this player, this basically a player as opposed to just a, just a widget showing you stuff. But they also have a favorites. Well, now, I'm, now I'm more, more intrigued. Mm-hmm. They also have a favorites uh, widget where you can um, put like four of your favorite like playlists or albums or whatever in to have quick access to those. So if you just want to tap on the pl- the album artwork and go straight to that playlist, you can do that. One thing that does bother me is that they have the word favorites right at the top of the widget and it's spelled with a U. Oh, they are British. Yeah. So not that I have anything against the way they spell it, but it doesn't look right to me <laughs> as an American to have a U in there. But you do. But you do. I, I wish there was an option. Let's just, I'll just say it that way. I wish there was an option to have it spelled uh, more American. The and developer's then I do have, name is Tanmay Sanawane. 
Hmm. That's a great name. That's fun. Tanme Sanawane. That's awesome. Um, I also have an Apple TV widget in there too for like the basically it shows me the last two episodes of whatever show or movie that we have in uh, our up next queue. So uh, I've got I've got a reader, which I'll talk a little bit about the new uh, reader five as well. But I have the reader uh, widget in there, too. So it shows me, you know, any of the new news that's popping up in my uh, in my RSS feeds. And then down in the corner, and if uh, I do post these screenshots uh, with the episode, I am not going to have the photos widget on the screen. It should just be the Apple TV widget because um, the photos that pop up on my photos thing are really personal and and fun for me, but uh, I don't have permission from everybody to share those. So, so yeah, just... It, it'll just be filled with like the Apple TV logo or the Apple TV widget. Yeah. But again, like redacted on my, sorry, go ahead. But, but uh, you know, my basic structure and the way that I really like doing this is to have a medium widget at the top. Uh, then as you go down, there's uh, two folders, two, two icons and the widget to the right of that. And then at the bottom have a widget on the left with four more icons. So, uh, I think that it's visually pleasing for me. It keeps everything kind of nice and sorted. And so I, if you, if you see the screenshots there, you'll see what I mean is, you know, it just, I can kind of group my widgets together cause I've got four widgets for things that I listen to regularly. Although I do have Apple music and Sork next to each other. So that'll probably change at some point, but, but then overcast and, uh, and audible are down at the bottom. So. And then, of course, the app library after that. So, do you do you use any widgets in uh, the Today View? Yeah, that's where I have. I've got my three carrot weather ones, and then I've got uh, oh right, you said my that. Robinhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got my Robinhood investment widget, and then um, I've got like Apple News, just like the two headlines. And then underneath that, I've got batteries and music, which is kind of redundant to have the music on there. So this was good to review because I realized I have a couple of redundancies in my widgets that I can clean up. Yeah, I do too, but I but I kind of have them on purpose because I've got timery in there, and um, and I've got the large widget for uh, carrot weather. I've got a large forecast widget in there. I've got the large um fantastical widget in there uh just because i i like the large widgets because of all the information that are on them but it just seems like such a waste to put those on the home screen uh just because they take up so much space yeah that's that i i don't have a single large widget on my phone because they're just so big yeah so that's where I relegate those is to the today view. Makes sense. So I mentioned uh, Reader 5. So that came out this last week. Have you ever used Reader? I think I used it like one Reader 3, maybe? Just a really long time ago. Mm-hmm. But no, I haven't so, used it in quite a while. So I've used Reader pretty much since they first came out with it. I had heard, uh, I think it was Merlin Mann talk about Reader at one point, and I thought, 
hey, you know what? I really like that. And I'm I love RSS feeds, you know, being able to customize the the uh, news that I'm looking at every day. And I had kind of gotten away from using it for a long time because it felt like a another inbox to clear. And I realized that there was a couple of feeds that I was uh, subscribed to that were just, you know, just dumping a whole bunch of garbage into my feed. So once I clean that up a little bit, it actually is not too bad. Um, I'm still on the fence. I like the content that I'm getting from iMore, but there's a lot of stuff that they that they have in their feed that I don't care about. Um, they they talk a lot about Animal Crossing and a lot about Pokemon and all this stuff. And I'm not, I don't do any of that. So yeah. Um, got to get the clicks. Yeah. So I, I just end up going through my feed going, okay. And if they had a feed that didn't have that stuff in it, I would be more than happy to subscribe to it. Uh, but they don't, they just have the one main feed, but some of the stuff that I like about the new reader, uh, they did change it. So now you can, uh, set up your own, um, iCloud based RSS. So you don't have to depend on, like I was using Feeder before, or Feedly, I'm sorry. I was using Feedly before for uh, for my RSS feeds. And so I was able to get rid of that and actually set up my own feeds that were backed up on iCloud. And I think the sharing features are far more useful now. And and the um, Read Later, I've used that quite a bit, and that's that's been a lot nicer. Uh, to use than some of the older versions. I don't know why. It just seems seems like it's been a little bit nicer to use. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what. Yeah, one thing I did really like is that if you're reading an article on uh, Safari, there is an extension that says read later with reader. So it throws it right into reader for you. So there's no, no need to have um, like Instapaper or another... Um, another place to save your the articles that you want to read so the other day i was doing some research on foot pain because i've been having some foot pain at work and i came across an article and was like well i don't want to lose this article and i don't always like to throw that into uh, read later in safari because i never go back and read stuff in safari um but i do in uh, reader so i was able to hit read later with reader and it popped it over into my read later list and so now I can go back and read that as when I have the time to do that. So I really like some of the changes that they've made in reader five and, and it, you know, visually it looks nicer. So yeah, I like it. Cool. Now, have you tried clear screen? This is another, this is a widget no, that I sent you a link to the other day. Ago. Yeah. And this is, so this is reminiscent of what I used to do with my home screens, but had to hack with, uh, you know, colored icons that match the backgrounds, launching, you know, shortcuts that weren't there to force my icons where I wanted them to. So it just, it seems like an evolution of that, but I haven't actually tried it because I don't need it anymore, but it does look, if you want to have some pretty uh, cool layouts, it, it looks like a better way to do what I was doing back in the day that took a lot of manual set up and if you wanted to change anything you had to delete or add individual icons that matched your back it was a pain in the butt so this seems like a much better solution so that's what i thought and oh. i started playing with it a little bit and um what it does is it's not creating a transparent widget what it's doing is it's using your background 
Um, so you you tell it what vi- what uh, wallpaper you're using, and uh-huh. then it generates a um, widget that is just your background color. And you can put a clock in there if you want to, but uh, but it, mm-hmm. what it's designed to do is just basically use your background, um, your wallpaper, and then it's just disappears into the background because it matches it, <clears throat> which doesn't work for my phone for some reason. So I tell it what the uh, background is. And um, I have, it's just three colors in the background uh, that are stacked kind of diagonally. And it couldn't do anything with that. It, it basically, it's, it's like, oh yeah, okay, here's your image. And then you put the, put the widget on the screen and it wasn't set right on the, on the background to basically look transparent. It was actually, the lines were not lined up right and it just, it didn't work. So so I don't know. It's something worth trying as long as it doesn't cost anything to do it. Uh, you know, it's it's something worth trying. I did run across another app that, uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, icon board. This one I think costs a couple of dollars, but I have not dived into it real heavily yet or dove into it english is hard um but uh icon board (laughs) icon board has uh, the ability for you to actually generate custom home screens much like you you do and and have done in the past where you can set up your icons in any shape or whatever you want to on the screen and so i think that that's that's interesting so you try looking it up at all to see what it does or uh, just, not yet like, i probably will after the show okay. um but uh icon board I, is i in- bought sore i bought sore oh, that's you? what i'm playing okay. with right now all right yeah. all right so it's always fun uh doing podcasts when nobody's paying it when we're not paying attention <laughs> i'm paying attention I'm, I'm guilty of it I'm too. very much paying attention i'm very much paying attention mitch come on give so, me some credit yeah so any other widgets that you find uh remarkable or um interesting at least uh, not really. I mean, timer is great for obvious reasons because you can oh, see absolutely. the list of what timers you have, what's running, what your you know your total for the day, that sort of stuff. I like that. Um, but it's early days still. It's very much mm-hmm. early days. So the fact that like I have a bunch that I can run is nice, and I'm sure you know my home screen and you know subsequent home screens will uh evolve over time but like i said i'm like 80 percent happy with mine now so i'll keep uh mm-hmm. i'll keep messing with it and see what's what's coming up so i am going to set my dark mode to or light and dark mode to automatic for a while and see if uh see if i can deal with that or not because the the light is not actually bothering me a whole lot right now so we'll see it's interesting we'll have fun with it so <laughs> Maybe next episode we can follow up and I can like tell you how I rage quit it or something. But so I, I'm all for I it. Meant, I mentioned the app that I use for um, like a countdown timer for events coming up and stuff like that. I just wanted to say that that one's called Days, uh, D A Y S. 
And I think it's a beautiful timer. And I, I discovered it because, uh, uh, Jaws, um, the Greg Jaswiak, uh, posted a, he had, he had a, uh, a timer in days for the Apple event. I think it was the uh, event for the iPhone maybe. And he posted a screenshot on Twitter showing that, that widget. And so I looked and of course it has the name of the widget underneath it, which by the way, I wish that was, there was an option to turn that off. Cause like, yes. You oh know, my for, gosh, Mitch preach brother. It's yeah, so, for, it's so dumb for, for, um, by the way, this, it's a great little app for setting up timers. So, um, you can put a custom background in and, and everything. So I have a picture of Nashville. Yeah, that's the one. So I have a picture of Nashville's behind my timer. So if you can see that on the screen there, kind of nice. Yeah, this looks really nice, Mitch. Good find. <laughs> it is Thanks, really Jaws. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, fan of the show, Jaws Weak. Yeah. Um, the fan of the show that doesn't know it exists. So, uh, <laughs> we'll just say fan, friend of the know. show. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, we're, we're friends with him. He doesn't know we exist, but yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, yeah, you're right. We don't know. But, uh, but it's pretty, pretty certain. The internet is the magical place. <laughs> it is a magical place. So, Jaws, if you're listening, send me an email um, or tweet. tweet. But yeah, the names underneath the widgets, uh, that's one thing that really kills clear space for me too, if I could get it working properly, is that you can have all that space and everything, but then it says right underneath the, the thing, clear space. And uh, that would drive me crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dumb. You can have a clear widget, but it's going to still tell you the app that you use to make the clear widget. So, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's not good. I hope at some point there's an option in the settings to actually turn off all of the names under apps. I, I would have no problem with that at all. Nice, clean um, visual that way. Well, I mean, you can you can put clear you can put blank characters for the names of shortcuts and the names of folders, which is why my right. home screen doesn't have anything underneath any of the icons or the folder icons, mm -hmm. except for where my widgets are. And it just yeah. it it you said sandpaper on your eyes. That's what it is mm -hmm. to me. Like when I yeah. see only my widgets have the names under there, it's just it makes my skin crawl because mm -hmm. it breaks it. It just breaks yeah. it visually, and it's and it's it's a small little thing, but for people that are super you know, opinionated about this stuff. It mm -hmm. bothers me deeply. There's, there should be a, uh, a category in settings. That's just for opinionated people. <laughs> <laughs> so you should have all your regular settings and then way down at the bottom, it should be for picky people here. And then it's just another set of a settings that, that are just like little minor tweaks all over the operating system. So I'll call my mm -hmm. people and get that, get that, uh, started. So, all right. Well, Mac OS big, sir, still, uh, nothing. It's supposed yeah, to be there's coming. There's going to be another event coming. Yeah. I think that's pretty certain. Well, there's, there's going to be a November event. You know, there's going to be, well, just, uh, just the other day. Well, just the other day, um, Tim Cook said on their, uh, on their quarterly, uh, financial call 
um, that uh, they've got more things to announce this year. So, yeah, I think it's it's pretty certain that they're going to have another event. Yeah, they've got Big Sur. They've got the the uh, Apple Silicon Mac. There's mm-hmm. rumors about you know this little tile thing. Yeah, air tags. So there's mm-hmm. they've got yeah, and there's supposed to be over ear uh, like AirPod Air AirPods over the ear. Yeah, I think they're Pro being Studio. called AirPod Studios or something like that. Yeah. yeah, so they've got they've got stuff to. Um, and depending on who you listen to, the air air tags might be pushed off until March, or they could be announced in November. The AirPod Studios might be announced in March, which sounds more likely at this point. But uh, but it's also been rumored mm-hmm. that they'd be announced in uh, in November as well. But I think what we what we will likely see in November is the uh, Apple Silicon Macs and Mac. Mac OS Big Sur, I think, will come out with that. But um, normally, but normally, what uh, what I would say with any kind of Mac OS update is, yeah, you should be safe to update. They changed something in the the software that is actually causing some issues for developers. So it is really important uh, if you are looking to to update to Mac OS Big Sur check your like important uh applications i know rogue amoeba right now they're making progress with their uh with their um apps for mac os um but they're not all compatible yet i think it was the audio capture Mm -hmm. let me look it up here real quick um the audio capture engine that they use for airfoil and audio hijack and loopback uh, and Piezo and SoundSource, um, they are still working on getting that working with uh, macOS Big Sur. So if you de- if you depend on any of those apps, you cannot update yet. Um, I think uh, Drobo was yeah. saying that, and I don't have a Drobo, but uh, if anybody has a Drobo, the dashboard has not been updated for uh, macOS Big Sur yet. So Drobo is telling people don't update yet. Um, so there's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's something that they've changed deep in the, in the OS that is causing some problems for some of these developers. So do not update unless you know, uh, those apps are working. So I can't update until Rogue Amoeba gets their stuff updated. Uh, because I, I use audio hijack for a bunch of stuff. I use, um, I use, I use sound source pretty much as my, my volume on my Mac. So, you know, if, if that's not working, I got to go back to using, I mean, not that it breaks the computer, but, but also audio hijack, you know, to not be able to use audio hijack at all, um, would be rough. So. Yeah, it's, uh, loop back saved my, uh, bacon the other day on a work zoom call. It was great. Mm -hmm. So big fan of what they do. They are doing God's work over there. Like <laughs> well, what's delighting you today, Cam? Uh, Michigan football is back, baby! Let's go. Hail to the victors, Mitch. All right. 
I say that until we play that team in Ohio and they beat us by 35 points again. So mm. right now I'm very optimistic. Talk to me in uh, in about seven weeks and I'll be sad. Um, so I'm not a but, I'm not a huge college football guy. Do you guys play the Badgers, y'all? Uh, not every year because they're in the they're in the the different division of the Big Ten. Yeah, which don't be confused has more than ten teams. It has fourteen because you know words have meanings. Um, yep. But yeah, so the Badgers are in the uh, the West Division of the Big Ten, and Michigan's in the East. So um, we don't play each other every year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we do play them this year, though. Okay. And I th- yep. and I think if my memory serves, I think the game is in Madison. Yeah. But I could be wrong. But yeah, so no, Michigan, Michigan uh, walloped Minnesota last week, and it was in Minneapolis, and it was a top twenty-five showdown, and well, we have. Four brand new offensive linemen, uh, a whole slew of young freshmen and sophomore receivers, and we got like four running backs and a brand new quarterback, and lots of questions. And we kicked their little gopher booties, and it was wonderful. And now today, the Wolverines take on the uh, pathetic Spartans of Michigan State, and it's going to be a bloodbath. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. So I'm excited. I've got my sweet. My shirt on, my hat that. on, ready to ready to cheer them on uh, to a victory today. So I just, well, I'm excited. For it was you, weird man. with college with college football starting and the Big Ten not like being like five weeks later. It's like, okay, I guess I'll watch some ACC games. No thanks. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch. Uh, you know. Sunbelt games either. So it was, yeah, it was kind of weird watching like other people have their teams playing and then. You know, I still got to enjoy it, but it, there's there's nothing quite like uh, watching your favorite team play. So that's cool. what I'm. That's what's delighting me right now is the fact cool. that I get to watch the Wolverines. So <clears throat> I'm really excited. This last week on Monday, an app that I really love got an update. Uh, Logos 9 was announced and oddly released right away. Um, the only the only thing that they're holding back right now is uh, they usually have a free version of the engine that they'll put out so that you don't have to upgrade to a package to use the base engine. Um, but they but a lot of the features you have you still have to purchase in a package. Um, so whether or not, I'm not sure what exactly is going to be available in the, uh, in the free version of the, uh, of the base software, but, uh, they did release it for purchase, uh, this last week. And I'm waiting until I get some stuff paid off before I upgrade, but, um, there's some cool stuff that they added to Logos. First off, finally, they're bringing dark mode to the to the desktop experience. So I'm excited about that because I use dark mode a lot uh, on my Mac just because it's a lot easier on the eyes as, as you know, if you're spending a lot of time staring at the screen, it just feels more comfortable to me. And uh, and then they they have a new sermon manager in here, which doesn't really affect me a whole lot, but I really like the concept of it. It's uh it's really being able to map out all your sermons for the the year. And there's a couple of different views on it. And, you know, if you're going through, they showed in the video that if you're go, if you go through and you're, 
scheduling your sermons for the year and all of a sudden you realize, oh, shoot, uh, there's Easter. You know, we don't necessarily want to be doing the sermon series through Easter. So let's take a week off and move things around. And it's a, it looks like a really cool way for uh, pastors to plan out all their sermons and stuff like that. So I think that's uh, that's neat. Um, they're calling that sermon manager. There's a new counseling guide, which I think could be useful that uh, you basically you open up the counseling guide, you type in whatever the subject is that uh, that, you know, maybe you're dealing with in a counseling session. Maybe it's anxiety or um, the idea of love or, you know, something like that. Suicide, depression. You know, they have those things listed on the website here. Uh, it will bring up a bunch of scripture that is pertinent to the to these particular issues that you can use in your counseling. So I think one thing that is sorely lacking in our churches right now is biblical counseling. And so this is a really cool tool to enable biblical counselors to find what they need um, quickly and easily to be able to uh, work with their counseling sessions. So... And there's upgrades to some stuff that uh, that they have in in uh, Logos um, stuff like upgraded ways of looking at your libraries. Um, I'm I'm not going to go through all the features specifically, but the commentary section has been updated. The passage guide, um, the book, the Bible Books Explorer has been uh, updated. Um, there is a new uh, preaching mode for the iPad app. That allows you to take uh, your sermon notes and link them up with any slides that you might be running or anything like that. It's just a really cool little sermon. Um, basically, it, your ability to use all your notes that you've made in Logos um, during your preaching. And also, there's, it looks like there's a timer on, on in the app as well to help keep you on time, stuff like that. So that could be a really cool... Uh, a tool for a lot of uh, or a lot of pastors and stuff like that. So, um, Community Docs has gotten an upgrade. Um, they a few few uh, I don't know if it was Logos eight or Logos seven where they added community notes where you can you can put you can note things in your biblical text and then share those notes. Um, I haven't seen it used a whole lot. I do have it turned on in Logos. And I haven't seen a lot of those notes, but the, but every so often you'll come across just a little, it's a little green icon that uh, will sit, be sitting above the text. And if you tap on it, or if you click on it, uh, it'll pop up a little window showing you a note that somebody made about that text. So um, interesting. It's easy to turn off if it's something that becomes a, becomes an issue um, or becomes a distraction, but, but it's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting feature. Um, reading plans has gotten an upgrade. Uh, I'm not going to speak too much about that because we do, my wife and I use the reading plans a lot and I'm not sure if it was, uh, if you were able to use those with any book in your library before, or if it was just Bible, um, Bible books, I think you might've been able to use it in any book in your library. Um, but it looks like they've, uh, they've gotten a facelift, uh, in the mobile app at least. So for those reading plans, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what that what that looks like, but you should. It's they say on the website here that you can organize and schedule uh, your reading in seconds. So, um, but I can follow up on that a little bit as I use it more. But 
but yeah, those are the those are the main tentpole features for the new Logos Nine, which I'm super excited about because I love it when they get a good upgrade that uh, offers some new tools and and uh, stuff like that. So very cool. And I'm going to add those to the. I'm going to add a link to that to the show notes. So if anybody's interested in following up on that, they can take a look. Cool, cool. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. Looks, yeah, it looks good. I could totally, if I was a pastor, I would be using the snot out of Logos 9 uh, for a lot of the features that they added. So, but I do not have that gift. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So the, the difference about Logos between like the desktop software and the, and the, like the iPad or phone software, like you can use the iPad and the phone, obviously with a free account, but then if you purchase one of the, you know, platinum, gold or silver packages, do those added features then show up on the mobile apps? Yes. All okay. your, all the resources that you purchase, all the, not or, all or the cross, features. Cross device. Yeah. There's some features that are, that are desktop only. Um, but a lot of the features do, do carry over. Uh, one feature I wish I could use on the iPad that is not available yet is the canvas. Um, basically it allows you to freeform, um, build, like infographics and stuff like that out of text. And I love using that feature on my Mac, but it, they don't have it mm -hmm. on the iPad. And it seems like it would be a natural for the iPad to be able to manipulate uh, stuff yeah, on the sure. screen and be able to draw in stuff and all that. But uh, to my knowledge, that is not available on the, on the iPad yet. Cool, cool. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'll take more of a look at this after we're done recording. Because mm -hmm. it's a lot. You know, I, I'll be honest. Logos is a lot of money. You know, when you're talking about anywhere yeah. from a couple hundred bucks on up to thousands of dollars. You know, and a lot of that cost is coming from the extensive amount of um, resources that they offer with with things. You know, because you're you're buying books at little pennies on the dollar to what you would what it would cost you to buy them individually so you know that's part of their their mm -hmm. pitch for these packages so you know i've being somebody that doesn't do doesn't do a lot or doesn't do any preaching but uses it for my bible study you know i don't typically purchase the large resource packages but i but you can upgrade the features separately so for me to upgrade the features for Logos 9, it's going to probably cost me a couple hundred dollars to get all the features. But that's also including um, a lot of infographics and a lot of resources that have been developed specifically for the new features. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's expensive, but to me, it's super worth it. Because when you have that issue where you're like, you know what, I need to look at this and I need to dig into this uh, particular text to better understand this. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have like three or four commentaries that I can take a look at. Or, you know, I've, I can, oh, I can look at the, the Greek on this and it helps me to, to understand this passage just a little bit better. Um, it suddenly those resources, you know, mean everything. One thing that I really love that I haven't used a whole lot recently is they added a workflow feature, which was the reason that I upgraded to uh, to 
the full feature set for Logos 8 is that I was able to go in and actually edit together my own workflow um, for going through and looking at passages. Um, so what it actually does, the workflow feature will start you. It'll say, okay, you know, here, read this text. Now read it multiple times. Now read it in these different versions. And it gives you links to everything that you, all the resources that you need to go to for those different, those different steps. And so maybe it'll say, okay, now look at it, look at the Greek here, find some keywords. Here's the key. Here's the most interesting words in this passage. Here's links to the, the Greek, um, uh, definitions. And then it'll actually just walk you step-by-step through a, um, through a study process. And I created one. I don't know if you're familiar with the SOAP method of, uh, of studying the um, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. But I, I, per, mm-hmm. I put together a, uh, a soap-like um, workflow that I use from time to time to go through a text that a lot, like really helps me dig into, you know, okay, an observation, what's happening here? What, who is talking? Who are they talking to? Uh, what, what should I know about these people that, that are the audience of this book, you know, that might help, help me understand why, you know, Paul says this, you know, to this, this group, you know, that can be really, really helpful when you think about like Ephesians, you know, what's going on in Ephesus at the time uh, that Paul is, uh, I wanted to say emailing them, sending them a letter. Uh, about the issues in the church at Ephesus and the issues that they're dealing with. You know, what's important? What's going on here that that you need to know about? And so like going through this, these these workflows kind of can help to frame your um your understanding of the text. So it's it's a really Logos is a super powerful tool. Um it takes some time to learn. And you know, when we were going through our hermeneutics class at the at the church, it really took me a long time because there's so many ways to get to different, uh, different, or the different information that you might want to look at to really kind of get a workflow down and not the workflow feature, but be able to uh, get kind of a process down to look at the scripture and figure out, okay, if I want to look at the Greek, how do I get there? You know, and that isn't always uh-huh. the easiest thing. So it does take some time to learn some of the features and how to use them. But once you learn, it's like, oh, yeah, you just do this. And, oh, well, that's interesting. Or maybe it didn't really make any difference at all. So, um, so yeah, I find it to be a very powerful tool. Sweet. Cool. Well, anything else on your mind? Anything else uh, infecting your inner monologue this this last couple of weeks? Um. Yeah, nothing pertinent. You know, there's always stuff bouncing around in my head, but. So I finally, and this actually plays into my conversation about Logos a little bit, but uh, back in January, I uh, I funded a Kickstarter. Uh, actually, it's an Indiegogo for a book scanner. I don't know if I've talked to you about this or not. Mm-hmm. But guess what showed up here about a week ago? My book scanner. So this is the uh, uh, Caesar Shine Ultra book scanner. It's got the OCR built into it. 
uh, are built into the software. So it will uh, actually, once you get done at um, scanning in a book or a uh, an article or some papers or anything like that, it does OCR on the text right away and gives you editable text um, out the back end there so that you can, you can go in and actually... Uh, Logos has a feature where you can import personal books. So all you need to do is uh, is save the document as a docx format document, and then you can import that into um, Logos, and it will automatically convert all of the Bible references in the text to hyperlinks to that um, that uh, that text in your whatever Bible you're using in Logos. But then you can also go in and use syntax um, to set your page numbers in there and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of customizability you can do with with syntax that uh, Logos provides for you for the uh, personal books. Um, but no, it's it's pretty cool. I, I really like the, the ability to do that and do it quickly. Because uh, that's really the the promise of this device is that, you know, I grabbed a book off my shelf that was 200 pages and went through and scanned that whole book in in probably five to 10 minutes. So it was really quick. Holy cow. Yeah. So it was really yeah, nice and really quick. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, if you've got nothing else, I've got nothing else. All right. Then I suppose we have nothing else. We have nothing else. All right. Well, check us out at innerdialogue.show. If you have any questions about us or you want to take a look at our back catalog. Also, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and a whole host of other apps and stuff like that 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 you might uh, be using for your uh, podcasts. Just uh, throw us in there uh, and uh, you'll get the new episodes as they come out. We do record every two weeks and my uh, my goal is always to have those episodes available for you about five o'clock on Sunday evenings. So if we're ever a little bit late, it is what it is. But And I noticed an issue with Apple Podcasts that it, it they've been releasing them on Tuesdays, which I find odd. Um, that happened this last week where it uh, took a couple of days before it actually released on Apple podcasts. So hopefully that's just a glitch and, you know, you know, whatever. Uh, if you have questions, comments, anything that you want to let us know about, uh, you can uh, find Cam and I both on Twitter. I'm at Mitch Craig and I'm at Cam Brennan. All right. I always like it when you say your own. It, ma- it makes I'm me feel Jar nice. Jar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we're done with the show today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have I would have brought up the Mandalorian as something that I was excited about because the new episode dropped yesterday uh, for season two, uh, episode one. But I haven't watched it yet. So I am super excited about it, though. My my wife made uh, or is making a a star Wars themed dinner tonight with, with a dessert. So you're having blue milk. You know what? That actually was not in the cookbook that we got. Um, there's a cookbook for the, uh, for the site, right? Uh, there's a cookbook available for the, um, galaxy's edge theme park. The, um, 
the Black Spire outpost or something like that that they have there. Uh, they released a cookbook with all the the food that they they um, they make there. And so my wife has been uh, playing with a bunch of the uh, recipes from that book. And so she made like a Mandalorian stew for, for dinner, or she's making a Mandalorian stew for dinner tonight. And then there was an, uh, something called an Uj cake that, uh, for dessert tonight that is, came out of that, um, actually looks really good. Um, it sounds weird, but it's, but but it looks really tasty. Yeah. So I'll let you know, I'll send you pictures. So, and then you can be really hungry and wish you were over here. So, but, uh, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna have that and watch the Mandalorian tonight. So be fun. All right. Well, my parents just showed up, so I'm going to go spend time with my folks and I will see you guys back here next time. Au revoir, mes amis.